Welcome to Reverse Psychology, the Fraser Rewatch podcast where we go backwards for every episode of the show. Tonight, we are covering Season 10, Episode 24, A New Position for Roz, Part 2, which originally aired on May 20th, 2003. Is this when Roz quit, or did that happen four episodes ago, and they didn't address it until Season 11 premiered? We'll find out. I'm your host, Curtis Shack. Joining me as always, it's our resident upside-downer, it's Ryan Sansone. A new position for Roz and a new season for us. Curtis, how exciting. I'm woot to be here. Woot. Also with us today is the man who quit only to return, Bradley Kirkston. What up? Welcome to season 10. And the 10 is for what ladies call me. <laughs> <laughs> they call you 10? A perfect 10. Is that, oh boy. Did you even say a perfect 10? I was waiting for you to, but it's fine. Uh, Okay. I think he just said, doesn't matter. I uh, thought you were going to say, Brad, you really are a perfect 10. Okay, shut up. I would love to actually watch you quit. I would get so much enjoyment out of that. I think you would do it so crazily. That is true. I think that should be a, a theme for this this whole season. You should just quit every every episode. <laughs> well, no. I, oh, this show? Sure. But like, also just quit everything. Like, quit your job. Quit your apartment. Quit your... I don't. Do you have anything else? Gambling. Quit that. Yeah, that would be productive. Well, actually, I would like to. I would like to address a claim that has been made against me by my uh, co-host of the show. This could be anything. You you don't have any co-hosts because you're just a sorry. Guest. I would like to address a uh, claim that has been made against me with the colleagues of the show, and that is that I do not listen to uh, every episode of this podcast. And I would like to claim that that is false. I listen to an undisclosed percentage of every episode. Name name one thing that's happened in any episode prior to this. Any single episode. I said something. This legit has happened in every episode. I said something, and you guys both have responded with, what? Yeah. That's true. You, that's that's that not relevant. Right. That, that's true in real life. Every every interaction you've ever had with us, that's happened. You don't need to listen to the podcast to know that's going to happen. He's right, though. That that has happened on the podcast. I was asked a question and I gave an answer. You, yeah, you answered sufficiently. Thank you, Ryan. Always I'm having abused. my back. Always having my back. Also happens every episode. Yeah, shockingly, you are on his side way too often. I'm going to try to break you two up this season. Oh, that I think that goes with the quitting theme. <laughs> Brian, you just can't quit Brad. That's the truth. Yeah, I can't quit Brad. Brad can't quit his job. There's uh, so many people not quitting. So annoying. I, Thank goodness we have Roz. Curtis, I'm flummoxed. I've, I'm having a tough time over here. Why? Uh, to get to get excited for season 10, I thought I'd like clean some stuff up on my phone, really mix things up, make myself more efficient. I ended up uh, swapping out one of the, what I normally have. Normally I have podcasts right in like the four, the quick four, whatever the quick draw buttons. Swapped it out with camera. Thought I would use that more. It's been a fucking disaster. I took what? 75 pictures on accident today. <laughs> why Why would you need the camera on the quick draw on the, on the bottom when you can have... There are so many ways to access the camera. I don't even I have don't, it as an icon anymore on my home screen. Me either. For, okay, first of all, I want to hear all 75 ways. But I, I don't know. I got to take pictures quick. A lot of times I'm fumbling. Like You never know when your kid's going to do something crazy. You oh, I forgot it. about the, the child factor. That that's kind of there's fair. an unpredictability here, and I want to be ready for it. Look, but now I, I think, you can just do it from the lock screen. Is the thing? Yeah, I just saw that the other day. It's what? Not new. It's not new. Mr. I've been there for years. I've look, I've figured out how to fast flashlight a long time ago. Never looked over to the other side. Never checked in with it. Look, Ryan, that's insane. I, I do. I. Of course, it's great that you want to take pictures of your child, as we call her, little Bradley. But still, we don't call her that. No one calls anyone that. You got to know technology a little more, buddy. Come on, come on, man. Well, it's not case, like he it's... has a technology-related job, so he's fine. <laughs> well, in this case, <laughs> the issue isn't that I, I, I mean, I guess I don't know all the ways to do it. But in this case, it's just this feels like a good move. I'm just not used to it, and I, for some reason, it was a podcast-heavy day for me today, fellas. I'd like to. I'd like to quit this conversation. Can we talk about this episode of Frasier? There you go. That's how you quit something. Good job, buddy. Last time on Reverse Psychology. Yeah, so we're in the middle of an article. 
arc that I think is going to, it's definitely going to wrap up next episode. So I'm just going to give you a bunch of quick hitters for season 10. Uh, Frazier will get his PhD. The thinking here is that if he starts his medical practice last season, he probably got his PhD this season. Did we ever get the moment where he decided to open a practice? It's, it's got to happen this, like the next episode. I, I, I think episode 24 of season 10, we're wrapping up like all of the, the current storylines in the air, which there's not many, but I think like the Julia stuff, Roz quitting, Frazier starting a new practice. I think all of that's like literally the last episode. And now, the conclusion. We open with the sun rising over Seattle. Roz is training Noel as her replacement, and he isn't doing great. She accidentally broadcasts her contempt for and exploitation of the caller seeking Frazier's advice. Curtis, you're really not going to address the silver letters? <laughs> what, what do you mean? They were gold today. They were silver. Yeah, they're always silver. They've always been uh-huh. silver. That's what I thought. <laughs> That's what I thought. New season, new color, baby. Not a new color. Like we've been saying over and over in every single episode, when you bring it up and you say, look, silver color again. It's always been silver, and it's always going to be silver, and it's silver today. Silver is the silver, color. Silver, silver, silver. That's what we silver. Dang, silver we is, the, is the color of my hair. Okay. What? Um. You guys getting exhausted with this arch? I thought we were going to be through it. I thought this was it's at least going to be the start of it. Yeah, we're still we're not we're clearly not over it yet. Exhausting. Multi season arc at this point. What is this? What is this pacing? <laughs> we will get into it later when we do our ratings. But yeah, this has been a lot of episodes, and it's really not good. <laughs> so clearly, and the audience has met this person, but clearly, Noel is basically just a version of Vitaly. Like I, I felt I saw a lot of Vitaly and Noel. Well, I thought you said we've met Noel because I mean we barely no. have met. This is the most we've gotten with him so far, and it's still brief. Now the listeners will remember Vitaly was on our guest from the episode biography in season. 11, uh, which was Ronnie's last episode. And uh, Should we go back and address how you said on our guest? What on earth is that phrase? <laughs> you plow ahead, I guess. I'm sorry, did you lose steam? Try talking better. <laughs> Listeners may remember that Vitaly was a guest on our show back on the biography episode with Ronnie's last episode. And it, uh, he was the person who said like six things the entire time. So if by him reminding you of Noel, just meaning that Noel doesn't get a lot of screen time, I guess so, yeah. Noel had way more lines, though, in his limited usage this time than Vitaly has ever had. In life, correct. In any situation, yeah. Yeah, I thought this was a tough look. We started off with Kenny to end with, like, this is how we're going out with the bang. We're starting off with Kenny, and then we're getting this character who we've never really seen much before. Like, Roz is doing a little bit of good work here, but it's it's too much of the B characters, or C characters, or D characters. I really don't know who Noel is. Here's what's weird. they have they go through all this effort to show that they that Roz is leaving, they're preparing for it, they're replacing her with Noel, they're training him, they're investing time and energy into this. And yet, like in a day or two, she is going to quit for real and they're gonna suddenly have Dana showing up. Like, how did why isn't Noel the guy in the booth when she's gone? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we know why. He clearly didn't do a good job and they said we we need to replace this person immediately. That's fair. I just, I, it is surprising they didn't run through any of the other people that work there. Don't know what any of them do. Seems like there was space for one of them to try it out. If Noel could also try it out. Yeah. You really think uh, that they were live when Roz was going off on a rant? She's talking far away from the mic. And yeah. we've heard your audio, Brad, when you're talking into your terrible mic. So I do question how much her her rant was actually heard by the radio listeners. Yeah, you need to get whatever mic she's they've got at that office because that would be really productive. Please. Okay, I'll do whatever you ask. That's fine. That's proven not to be true many times. <laughs> We've asked so much of you. You've given so little. So, okay, so once again, we got Frazier at work, which... I'm, when I say once again, I mean this is one of I think the I think this is literally like the fifth time we've seen this. If you add up all the work screen time in this episode, it might add up to all of the screen time in season eleven. And it works. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. This also this episode is really just about his work. When it all comes down to it, it's all centered around what they do for a living. Well, and we still only get one season of him actually working, but still, like he's actually attempting to talk to people. Oh, yes, it doesn't whoa. go well. It goes horribly, but he well, there's a real effort happening. We, we, get more than, we, we get more than one scene of him working, the next scene, which we'll get to. Oh, do we? Mm-hmm. 
I will say I really liked Roz's explanation of how to make Frasier's show good. And she's like, let me give you some pointers on call screening. Your first priority are your leapers and jumpers. Next up, angry people. They're great energy and a welcome change from our largest group, the sad sacks. I love her breakdown of, of how to arrange the show. Well, and I thought it made for a very funny joke to have the mic be a hot mic. But I mean, Frasier would stop that, right? He would do some sort of loud talk. We can only assume he's so vindictive. He would he would rather insult his own audience than miss out on a chance to uh, get one over on Roz and just like dunk on her. Thank you, Roz. Now that Seattle knows how we do things around here, perhaps you could <laughs> let Noel know to keep his elbow off the mic button. Oh, so you think that really is in character? You wouldn't have tried to cover that up at all? I think it's plausible. Yeah, as soon as you said it, it's like, you know what? Yeah, he probably <laughs> would do that. Just to, just to scold her on air. Yeah. So you guys talk about scenes, especially you, Brad, you like to bring up scenes that don't age well. I think this, uh, the workplace harassment here. Maybe I would learn more if you sat down behind me and guided my hands like they didn't ghost. (laughs) Yeah. Aggressive. Yeah, that was not great. Intolerant. Of course. Of course, she walks in right when he's on the on his knees, well, Julia. Which you do get a, a nice exchange between her and Julia. Uh, Julia gets a good zing in. Oh, hi, Julia. Do you mind? I'm trying to show Noel what I do. Is that why he's on his knees? Yeah. Yeah, Noel's a creep. Yeah, I think the I guess the only thing that makes it tolerable is that she can clearly actually kick his ass. So I guess we're I guess it's okay. Is that what we're supposed to take? I guess. I mean, yeah, it's it's uh, it's off putting. I don't know. It's like it's it's really cringy. It's hard to watch. It's only going to get worse too. Yeah, you can tell. You can tell this is a long-standing thing. Oh, I just meant in this episode. I don't mean like oh. future episodes. Well, <laughs> well, what else happens in this episode? Frazier and Roz apparently do paperwork at his home because HR isn't here. Roz feels comfortable calling her coworker Julia a bitch to her other coworker Frazier when he reveals they've started dating. I because. told you. I told you he was working Ryan in this scene. So this is so confusing. Uh, I see. I now I see why I got tripped up, and yeah. you're a crazy person. Why, why is he handling the HR paperwork? What is going on? Oh, I don't think he's handling HR paper. I think they're doing like their expense forms or something. Why is he helping with that? Why, why are they doing it at his home it. instead of it, at the office? So many questions. I would think, if anything, Roz would be helping Fraser with this kind of thing. Why would she well, ever go to him for this help? The way that, well, I don't think either of them is helping the other. The way they, he says, this is the last time we're going to do paperwork together. Like he, he frames it like every week or maybe every day. They like resigned his apartment to like do work paperwork. It's strange. Kind of tracks with what we see out of them though. They, she yeah. is at his apartment a lot for no real reason. <laughs> well, he might've asked her to bring her something. Like, yeah, like we're all good friends. We're not hanging out at people at each other's apartments nearly this much. I mean, we live in different cities, but sure. We live I in mean, different states. Also, also, you FaceTime Brad in his office today. He FaceTimed oh, me. Oh, I was going to say, for the record, do not give Brian credit for that one. I get the credit. I FaceTimed him. <laughs> <laughs> and I asked Brad, I said, show me your paperwork. And he's like, I already finished it. And I felt hurt. I felt real hurt, Kurt. Mm. Nice rhyme, though. Nice rhyme, yeah. yeah I'm gonna, I'll be doing the rest of this uh, Dr. Seuss style. Marty wearing glasses. You don't see that every day. I didn't even notice that. Oh, I did. And his his old people rising, yeah, trying to take over the world. Well, it's a really funny rant, right? Because the show ends up taking a dig at old people. Well, he kind of is like speaking with some real fire. It's pretty fun. You know, I'm tired of society blowing me off just because I'm a senior citizen. You know, one day we're going to rise and take this country back from you, young, smart Alex. And it won't be pretty either. Okay, Boomer. This was by far my favorite Marty. This is the most energy we've seen out of him. And the most he's not trying to give terrible advice to Frazier. So I think I think I like the Marty Roz combo a lot. I mean, yeah. they are practically lovers. They are. <laughs> That makes sense. Uh, Frazier, Frazier boned her, so I'm sure Marty's next. They two have similar tastes in women. That's why, yeah, that's the joke I was trying to make. Just don't think it landed. <laughs> Ro- the Roz Julia hate is m- much deeper than I think I picked up on in the previous episodes. Again, yeah. this arcs, arcs longer than I expected it to be, but. The Julia Roz thing goes down from this episode, which is weird. You would think yeah, the fire sizzles. Correct. Very strange, and I think of like in the in the last episode, isn't Fraser kind of like curtailing Roz? Like, which 
doesn't seem like in this episode she could be contained with her hate for Julia. Like they're seething and yelling at each other for real, like at work. Like this is some intense stuff. I know this isn't this scene, but this is where we start to get hints of it. Yeah. So, so Roz is very fiery in this episode. And I think by the next episode, she's had time to sleep on it. She realizes she's made some mistakes. I think she's more resigned and trying to be more makeup Roz than pissed off Roz. Yeah, which I guess would would happen, especially when she's trying to get her job back in the next episode. Right. But still, the fact that we don't get really any of this in the later episodes is is odd. Yeah, I mean, the explanation they give for it in the next episode is fine, but it's a shame that they have all this build up and just deflate it <laughs> immediately in the season premiere. Well, I mean, we're, there's going to be a lot of that talk this episode, but there's there's a lot of heat between them. It's pretty fun. Niles and Daphne are watching Alice. Roz's daughter. Niles asks to start their own family, but Daphne wants to dump her live-in mother, Gertrude, first. Okay, did they? They didn't say that. I, who, I, I didn't know who the fuck this child was. I, I'd Ryan, never seen him. I'd never heard of it. Right. I was going to ask you if you knew who that kid was because I wasn't sure. No you fucking did. idea, and it was so unaddressed. It like, was not unaddressed. Yeah, they did say it. I wanted to have a little celebratory dinner, just the two of us. All right, any night you're free. Well, Niles and Daphne are watching Alice. How about tonight? Why are they doing that? I did they say? I Man, she had paperwork to do. <laughs> you gotta get a sitter for paperwork. <laughs> it's actually way more confusing. <laughs> she uh, had no other plans. She just got a sitter for paperwork. Uh that's really crazy, actually. It's a little sad. Yeah. Actually, a, I think it actually plays into the idea that she is in love with Fraser, that she would arrange a sitter just so she could spend mundane time with Fraser. Yeah, she's got to hate this kid. Has to hate him. <laughs> okay, so, okay, obviously, the this, I guess, is the big reveal that they want to have kids. This, like, another big-time thing that they really rush right through. Did you guys notice the part of the scene where I really related to Alice? Do you know what I'm talking about? When she watched where this TV? Your, where your mom didn't love you? Nope. When she when uh, she makes a deal with Daphne's mom that if she gets her a cigarette, she she gets to watch more TV. The deal was not help me find a cigarette and you can watch more TV. The deal was help me find a cigarette and you can have one of them. Yeah, which is I mean, Very I wasn't nice. I wasn't really sure who this lady was either, but I was like, well, she's <laughs> a fucking mess. So well, she has the same accent as Daphne. You could have figured that out. Does she? I didn't think it is the same accent. I don't think it's really close, right? All right, I'll do both versions. You just you mean tell, you tell me. You tell me if it's the same. This is Daphne. Well, okay. what's a what's a got chicken and liver? Why didn't I, you have us guess which one was which? Uh, and this is her mother. You could eat the chicken and liver. Why did you do a different accent if they're the same? It was the same <laughs> accent. <laughs> I don't understand. Ryan, you know, I mean, you you know, you said different things, right? You know, you did that. Ryan, when you um, wanted to become a father, did you ask your wife to have a baby, just like Niles did in this scene? I asked her to do a fun accent, and she did that. What oh, have you good. just done? Good. I think at this point, I did figure out it was Daphne's mother. It was either this scene or the next. And it's it's great that we just don't get her at all next season. We just have nothing from her it, after I, this. I thought that was what, in this episode... Like she, she's a big part of it, and she's apparently been living with them for a while. Yeah, and, oh, crazy. so crazy. And she, I think she is got zero lines, and is only in like the background of the wedding episode. I think that's the only time she shows up next season or season I'd eleven, never, last season. I, I had never seen this person in my life. Yeah, she. That was only. Well, you would have no. You would have no yeah. reason to to notice her. Wait, was she at? The, she might have been at the. Um, I think her only scene might have been at the, the the baby shower. She was in two scenes, I think, in the whole season 11. But like zero line. Yeah. Like, that shit just crazy. there. Yeah. And we'll get to it at the end, but it, like the conclusion doesn't make sense that we wouldn't see her. It's just so weird. I think the Frasier writers must just hate parenthood. You got another just horrible fucking parent in this scene. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it turns out, no matter who your character is, if you have a child, whatever you do to interact with them, it's going to be horrible. Is that your experience as a father? No. I, I feel way better about my fatherhood having watched this show. I was like, oh, I could be so much worse in every you single did, aspect. 
you did tell us earlier that you don't know how to take a photo of your child. No, I don't know how to quickly take a photo. I know how to quickly launch a podcast. Well, we get our first title card and leave all this at her going away party. The KACL staff give the most inappropriate speeches to send Roz off. Apparently, HR isn't here either. Seeing Fraser continue to pursue Julia, Roz decides to stay at KACL after all. I love a good dinner party. And I love the idea of giving a photo as a gift. Just, yeah, just horrible. <laughs> in a An unframed photo. <laughs> Any comments, it'll look great in a frame. He didn't give her yes. a frame. <laughs> I like that joke, though. That's a, that's a great joke. That's just over. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that does sound like something you would kind of do, though, Brad. Oh, for sure. Uh, were, you guys, were you guys surprised to see the dinner scene in the middle of the episode? What do you mean? I, I, they yeah. talk about the they talk about the part having a party like in the first scene. I thought that's what we were going to close with. I was very surprised to see it at, at the halfway mark. They oh. foreshadowed in this episode that they were going to have a dinner for Roz, and you thought the dinner for Roz was going to be the finale to the season. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Got it. That's where I thought the fireworks were going to be happening with Roz quitting and stuff. So Bulldog, one of the one of the guys uh, working at KCL, he decides to give a roast very inappropriately to Roz. Almost all, pretty much all of it just about her being uh, slutty. Bulldog. Love Bulldog. And my favorite part, though, like, he's not he's not funny, but uh, he, he makes a comment. I paid a guy at the Chuckle Factory 50 bucks to write jokes for me. And I love when Gil says, When's he getting here? Yeah, that was funny. Speaking of Gil, how about when he was talking about women the way you talk about women, Curtis? I, too, noticed Roz's sex appeal immediately. She had the same effect on all of us stallions in the KACL chorale. She made us want to paw the ground and rise up on our powerful haunches. Fetlocks glistening. Smoky, misty, storm away! Loved Gil's weird thing. <laughs> whatever was going on there was definitely the best part of this scene. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think, uh, I think that uh, harkens back to our uh, Patrick Stewart episode where he is trying to like sneak into the gay bar. I think it's because he's trying to project uh, heterosexuality that isn't there. Well, here, here it it at least makes sense there. It made no sense because he, like he clearly hit on Frasier two scenes before that. <laughs> so it, was, it was so weird to do it in that episode. Yeah, I know. Here it's like, okay, I guess you could be trying to pull, like you're lying to yourself. That's cool. We we all get it. That's fine. It's 2003. <laughs> as soon as that speech happens, I, like if anyone was unclear, they're clear now. Uh, I think it was this scene, It it I kind of got the vibe that we're going to have Julia for a little longer again yeah. than I was going to expect. Maybe I... At this point, I had it at maybe like four episodes we're going to see her. Yeah, I think uh, it's later in the episode. But I think at some point they reference Julia being a new person in their lives, not somebody who's been around for a long time. So I'm imagining it's, if not a four-episode arc, maybe it's like a season 10 arc. But I'm I'm guessing she's not in all the seasons. It does not seem like it's going to be a whole season 10, yeah. It'd be very shocking at this pace. Then again, like they used Ronnie in what six episodes last season, so who knows? We might get six episodes of them just referencing her. Yeah, I mean, totally, totally might. Frazier and Roz both gave some nice sentimental bits in a scene that was otherwise just people being absolute fucking crazy people. Well, the sentimental uh, bits got Roz to stay, so it worked. Yeah, yeah, it was good. But it was weird knowing that, like, as she was not quitting, that she was going to be later quitting. That was kind of fun. Yeah, that's going to be a weird mind thing for you. Loved it. It was like, oh, we know what's coming at the end. Can't wait to actually see it. And plus, we know it all works out, if that's what you call season 11. <laughs> I was saying, is that working out? That she stays in her <laughs> dead-end job? I think it's pretty clear she should have tried the new job out, but whatever. At least we know that. At the coffee shop, Fraser leaves his phone at the counter when Julia calls. Daphne's mom apparently works here, so she answers as if she is in bed with Frage. Julia shows up shortly after and recognizes the voice foiling the prank. Daphne and Niall show up to evict her. Do you all remember when cell phones were that tiny? So I literally wrote, is is this barista a, a reoccurring character? She's got familiarity with the cast. I had no <laughs> idea that that was Roz's mother again. <laughs> You didn't oh. think it was the same, like, you didn't I, recognize I the same person? didn't think it looked like her at all. I was just like, oh, here's another lady I don't know. And they're talking very chummy. Don't know what's going on here. That is that thing, though. Like, if you ever had, like, a, a coworker that you're used to seeing them in, like, their work outfit, 
And then you see them out in the world and you're like, you don't even look like the same person. I guess that's what happened. I thought that this, I thought this barista was going to be a big part of this season. I was like, this well, is a weird, is. weird move. Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, yes, she is. True. True. <laughs> so I was super confused when she was offering Brandy to Frazier. It's like, that's a crazy move, even for a reoccurring barista. I forget. Did she say there was an upcharge for it or was she just offering it? Was it was a dollar. I think it was a dollar upcharge. Okay. Even, even if, I mean, obviously it's her own Brandy that she's just pouring in. But is a dollar worth it? Like, is it, is it, is it, I just don't know. I don't know if it's worth it to like offer a dollar a swig. In which for whom? For the for brandy like stripper for, or for her? For, for for her to like go through the trouble and risk her job to give away brandy for a dollar a swig. That just doesn't seem like it's like you're not making any money on that. Oh, I don't. I don't think she cares. She didn't seem. She did not seem concerned about the job. No, she. I think she's that's true. Yeah, no, I don't think she cares about getting fired. Mm-hmm. I think she would much rather watch Frasier get hammered in the middle of the day. I think that'd be a much better use of her time. I think we should take advantage of the format we've got here. Ryan, can you throw us a little prediction? Okay. Off the cuff? I predict. Oh, sorry. At what point in this season, or maybe you think it was before this season, when do you think she, uh, Daphne's mom, became a barista at Cafe Nervosa? How long do you think she's been working there at this oh, point? Oh, there's there's no chance that we're that that's happening pre-season 10. I it's she made a lot of comments about being broke later. So I'm going to say that we see that show up as knowing this show now like we do. I'm going to say with that happens in about episode 17. Episode 17, mark it down. Yeah, put that on your calendars. That episode will release at a date. Get excited. Probably winter, we'll find out. And you can enjoy a nice winter soup. Missing Daphne and Niles come in and they're going to give her a ride home. And then they start talking about, we've got to get rid of her. We've got to tell her she's evicted. We've got we to gotta get her out of here. And they just don't know how to do it. And he starts talking about, like, they're going to want to have a baby. And she overhears this and is like, what's this about a baby? She takes a great shot at Niles where she basically accuses him of having low motility. We've decided to start trying to get pregnant. Oh, well, I'm glad you think you can. I was beginning to think there might be something wrong with your equipment, Niles. Yeah. Very accurate, Barb. It is. It's interesting that that's the next thing they choose to do. Do you think that was foreshadowing, or do you think that was just a good Barb? Do you think they had no idea that's what they were going to do? Maybe Daphne's mom is just a better writer than the writers. They just embraced us. <laughs> oh, it'd be really funny if the actress just came up with that line. Like, you know what? Let's do a whole episode about that. You jump past it too quickly. Uh, the movie Fraser's going to see Knock Einen Stuhl mm. yeah. is super crazy. Take a shot at it. What's it called? Yeah, take a shot. You, you Octen Frochtenfreugen. Knock Einen Stuhl. <laughs> no, it was Frost Hosenweisen Victor Frodo. Knock Einen Stuhl. That does sound right. Did you write that down? No, I made that up off the top of my head. It um, sounded better than mine did. Thank you. I'm amazing. Um, have you ever. Actually, let me ask this to Curtis. This is not a writing question. Curtis? No, it's not. Whatever you're going to ask. No, it is not. What is an alternate newspaper? I was going to ask that, too. Is it, what the fuck is an alternate newspaper? I've never I heard actually, of that. I, I, I only got this out of context clues. But I think what he's saying is, you're, like, you, I, I assume you remember that back in this era when newspapers were a thing, uh, that people would look up like movie times in the newspaper. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I'm guessing most, like, the USA Today is not going to be publishing. The Seattle Times or whatever the, the Seattle, like, major newspaper is, is not publishing the Showtimes of Nosferatu or whatever this is. So yes. I'm, I'm guessing that the alternative newspaper is some kind of zine or, or like, local publication that, that only exclusively talks about, like, the arts in Seattle and is is more fringe and, and less, less commonly, uh, fewer people are reading it. Curtis, you could have explained that in one minute. And instead you decided to take the longest route ever to explain that to us. <laughs> and to clearly have no idea what you're talking about. You're welcome. <laughs> what was that? Um, yeah, I don't even think you're right for the record. I don't know. Well, what do you think it is? I don't fucking know. <laughs> 
But does does he get it within the coffee shop or does he leave? I forget. He, he goes to the corner in the back of the coffee shop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a super crazy move. Whatever the hell is happening there. It's funny. My first reaction was, is it a porno magazine? Is that the author of magazine? Might, it might be. I don't know. I don't think Which, they make porno newspapers, but maybe. With, with um, I guess they're just called nudie magazines. With, oh, uh, you, with, what do you mean you guess they're called nudie magazines? <laughs> uh, with, with, <laughs> um, <laughs> with, German, with German movie times in the back. You're not even, like, proposing that it's a German porn magazine. No. You're, you're just saying just, it's a regular... <laughs> It's a regular, what'd you call it? A, a nudie mag? A nudie mag. <laughs> Just might happen to be a German movie times in the back of this monthly magazine. Actually, we forgot to mention when when um, Julia comes in the coffee shop. Yeah, what, what happens there? Yeah, so Julia comes in and she goes to her coffee and she's like, hi, can I get a large coffee? Daphne's mom starts talking and she realizes it's the same voice that called to leave for the oh. voicemail. And Daphne's mom goes, it wasn't me. It was Ross's fault. <laughs> Good. Uh, your accent got weirdly better in that moment. Couldn't believe that she caved immediately. Yeah. She didn't seem like she cared, but she buckled immediately under pressure. I think she just she also, she also gives off a vibe of like snitches get stitches. So I am surprised that she, she caved immediately. Oh, I, I I got the vibe that she was more like, nah, let, let's just not even deal with that and just blame it on someone else. Yeah, it does seem like she didn't want to deal with the mess because she at no point hesitated to pull the actual prank. So, yeah, you're probably right. Fun, not fun, funny prank. Really crazy thing to do to someone you don't know. I don't think her and Roz are going to be close. So we'll see. No. But seems like a really weird thing to be like, yeah, I don't, yeah, who cares? That sounds great. I'm not busy. I'm just working. Julia confronts Roz about the prank. Roz confronts Julia about dating Fraser and demands she go away. So this is a fun one. Uh, Julia handles this scene pretty well. Like it's, I, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the previous episodes to see how much of a monster she is. But she's she handles this like very professionally. I think through the front half of this scene, she's the only professional at that radio station. Like yeah. she is, she is constant. Like even at the the dinner, she is the only person other than Fraser who gave a, an appropriate and reasonable send off to Roz. Like she doesn't even like Roz, and she still mustered up the courage to say something like decent and friendly and nice. Well, we have to assume that she was being fake because she was around Fraser. That's kind of the vibe I'm getting right now. Yeah, but I'm very- saying like that's that's part of being a professional is you sure. fake. You fake in the moment so that you are not just being a jerk to the people you work with. Yeah, but but the way she confronts Roz, pretty good. And then she, yeah. uh, Roz ends up spouting off some nonsense saying that Frazier uh, doesn't deserve Julia, or Julia doesn't deserve Frazier, which is crazy. Frazier's still a bigger monster than Julia, despite that one horrible scene. 100%. Well, and it was such a sitcom-y thing, but like, they've got the whole KACL team gathering outside of them fighting like watching what's happening like they can't see like it doesn't look like anything but a normal conversation for unless they can hear in the what should be soundproof radio booth like that why would, are they so amazing. intrigued if that was the one room that wasn't soundproof that'd be so amazing <laughs> i think i think they were waiting for them to like fight or make out like those of course they were but, but but why did they think that would happen? Just because, oh, I realize, oh, this is a television show in which two women are finally having a conversation in a room together without any men present. So all the men assume sex is about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. A, it's a shame, though, because you do get this like this fierce stare at each other. And this is really the only time we've seen two uh, two potential combatants for real. This is pretty much uh, Frazier's version of like a Marvel showdown. Two mm-hmm. superheroes yeah. about to go out. Yeah, I feel like they were going for we need to cut the tension with some comedy, so let's throw some slapstick in there. And I feel like it didn't need it. I feel like you give us a little bit of heat because it's just more interesting. Especially if you're going to fizzle it at next season. Give us something. Yeah. <laughs> give us something to hang our hat on. <laughs> real, dis- real disappointed with a backward watch fizzle. How, so how about, Brad, it's, this is going to be tough to do without spoilers, but like when we jumped into the next season, like how disappointed were you? Or did you not notice? When I watched it the whole time, I was really excited for the season 
uh, 11 premiere because of this episode and, and how this episode ends. And then season 11 like ignores half the things that happen in this episode. So you were disappointed? I was. Right, it's good to know that you can be disappointed going in both directions. That's kind of fun. <laughs> we just know that there's actually no payoff. You probably had a little bit of hope that there still would be. Yeah, I did. You know, it's weird because I feel like in some ways it's there's a way in which it's better to go this direction because you get to end on the better episodes. Mm-hmm. But the fact that we know, we still know that it, it doesn't, it, it's bad. Like they, they end it bad. It still ruins it a little bit. Gertrude is being sent back to Manchester in a taxi. She and Daphne are so emotional about the separation that Niles decides to get her an apartment of her own here in Seattle. Daphne, cold as ice in this scene. Uh, to start, yeah. And they threw her out. We haven't really talked about it. The whole episode, she's saying, get my mom out of here. I don't want to give her an inch. I'm not like, and she's very cold-hearted the whole time. Niles is like, hey, how do we do this diplomatically? He's like, no diplomatic. Just tell her to get out. And as soon as the door closes and her mom is gone after an episode of just ice-cold veins... She just collapses and weeps. Yeah, I didn't think that part actually tracked with the rest of it. No. We'll see what we'll see how the season goes, but I thought that was a little overdone. Could you know what? Could be the baby hormones already starting to form. We don't know, but they uh, might be probably, pregnant already for all we know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, she might she might be weirdly emotional, but uh, I don't think so. I think it was just out of character. Yeah. Well, the thing I don't get is I understand why she feels she has to put on a brave face to her mother and not like give her any opening to uh, guilt her into getting to stay. But I don't get why all the time she talks about it with Niles, she's putting on the same cold face. Like, why couldn't she say to him, why don't we just get my mom an apartment? Like, if that's the solution, just no, get her her own apartment. Disagree here wholeheartedly. If she would have really? waffled at all, think, look at how much Niles already waffles throughout the episode. If she had waffled at all, it would have been over. Been like, he would have talked her into just giving up and just having her stay there forever. So I don't agree. Ne- I feel like I feel like he would have been very happy to just pay for an apartment. And that seems to be happy for everybody. So I don't know why that was never even discussed as a possibility. Well, it all just happened so fast, you know, in 30 minutes. They went to all these places. They did all this stuff. He probably just forgot to bring it up. And Niles doesn't even bring it up. Even Niles doesn't doesn't stop to say, why don't we consider this option when he's the one who seems really intent on on being nice about it? It just seems strange. He's a little nervous, Niles. He's just yeah. he's just worried about the confrontation. I'm as badass, Niles. I'm not much of a rebel. Too much of a goody two-shoes. Yeah, we all do. Well, I, actually, it is funny. This episode, Niles isn't really the monster he is in any of the episodes from season 11. So this is really the by far the best behavior we've seen him with. True, actually. Rav tries to recruit Marty to steer Fraser away from Julia. But Julia brings Marty restaurant cake. He chooses cake. Ross confronts Fraser with an ultimatum, but he chooses cake too. And did, he, did either of you guys check the clock to see how, how we could possibly get Roz quitting at this point? It felt like there was no time left in this episode. Again, I had seen the episode, so I can't really answer that. True, yeah. Because the scenes are really pretty short and, and clip by, and they, they have so many scenes, um, which is not that usual for this show, uh, by scene six, I was like, oh, so it's almost wrapped up, right? And then there were like two or three scenes left. I was like, what, yeah. is, what is going on? So weird. Yeah, I think, uh, I, think I want to say there was like three and a half minutes left at the start of this scene. It's like, this is crazy. We, we have a real thing we got to get done here. Yeah, the, the actual fight is, is a, a big blow up, but it is quick. Yeah, and this this became very clear that it was we already could tell in the office that they hated each other, but this was some real intensity, seething at each other. Love that. Well, absolutely. And the, when Roz and Fraser are kind of uh, bickering back and forth, uh, the things that they're actually saying to each other feel very in character. It feels like yes. real things they yes. would be saying. It feels like they both have a, a reasonable take on what's going on. I can't believe you're turning on me like this. I gave up a job that was ten times better to stay on your show. Yes, and frankly, I don't understand that. Why exactly did you turn down that job? Out of loyalty to you. 
loyalty to me. Are you sure? Are you sure it wasn't just fear? Are you sure you're not just using me as an excuse not to grow and move on? Uh, I really enjoyed the writing in this one because it, it really felt like a, a genuine argument and a genuine fight and not just something trumped up or something that was one-sided. True, although I was I was shocked to see Fraser take Julia's side. Again, really? even the, even though we knew what was about to happen like in the next couple episodes, it I, that was surprising to me. We really should have actually got restaurant cake for this episode because they all got super excited for restaurant cake. Marty gets so excited. You guys didn't get restaurant cake? Restaurant no. cake? No. I've been jumping on restaurant cake this whole time. Oh, that's why you've been such a mess. <laughs> I don't. Do you guys get hyped for restaurant cake? No. No, restaurant cake's terrible. It's bottom tier dessert. Yeah, especially in the cake world. He was so excited. And then she's like, he's like what flavor? She's like, chocolate. It's like, oh, cool. The most basic flavor. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, I've never had chocolate restaurant cake at home. And they could have just said she brought back cake, but they keep calling it. They Like, that's not us saying that. They call it restaurant cake over and over again. And over. You think the writers love restaurant cake or is that just something they thought Marty was? That was in character for Marty. Maybe it's another dig at old man. Like, they're just like, yeah, old people love that restaurant cake. They've got no flavor profile. They love restaurant cake. They'll completely leave a room for it. Yeah, you know what? Probably. Roz shows up to her new job before Frasier plays us out with a series of actor headshots, including Laura Linney. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the fuck's going on with this. <laughs> I assume, there, I assume there's nothing to say in the actual, but like weird scene where Roz has joined a new company. Yeah, literally, she just uh, reveals that she has in fact taken the other job, which she already said in the other scene. So. But- could have been an exciting moment if we didn't know that uh, they were undoing it and we were never seeing that building again. Would you like me yeah. to um, say all the actors that were on the show? You know we would. Okay. On the, no, you're saying, what was time out? You're saying in the, in the extra clip, right? Not all of the actors that have been on Frasier. No, I was doing the guest stars of this episode. Oh, yeah. okay. Julia Wilcox, played by Felicity Hoff. Gertrude Moon, played Hoffman? by... Hoffman? Is, is Hoffman. she Dustin, D- Dustin Hoffman's sister? Sorry, Huffman. Gertrude Moon, played by Melissa Melissa Martin. <laughs> Bulldog Briscoe, played by segment. Dan Butler. Gil Chesterson, son, Jill Chesterson, played by Edward Hibbert. Noel Schmutzky, played by, played by Patrick Kerr. Oh, we got bad news, Brad. We got a new reoccurring segment. Woody Wismo, played by David Allen Bache. I'm sorry, um, what? What? Who was that? Did you say Woody Wismel? Woody Wismel. I know you can't can't read, but what are you talking about? Who's Woody Wismel? Wismel. Woody Wismel. Why are you saying that? that? Like, that's more of a name. Played by David Elabashe. No, no, don't pass it. Don't go past it. Who was that on the screen? What character are you referring to? Woody Wismel. Are you sure you're reading the right episode? I promise you, I am. Can I please finish with the act? No, who was it? Was, <laughs> who was what he was? Was that now? was that like the new the new person introducing Roz to her new office? Um, yes, yes, it was. Okay, I'm trying to think of anyone else that was even in this show that could be Woody Wisbo. <laughs> okay. Maybe that's what the kid's name was. I don't know. Let me continue. I don't want okay. to. Kenny Daly, played by Tom McGowan. Kenny Bowers. Oh, wait, that's a spoiler. We didn't know he had a real name. No, it is not. We tried to tell you. You just haven't listened. <laughs> that's still a spoiler. Wait, it counts as a spoiler if you saw it but didn't notice? No, we never. at no point did we learn his name was Kenny Daly. They yes, we it. have. We've to- yes, we've told you this, and you don't listen to us. Go on, I definitely don't listen to you guys. Oh, now you don't want to do it when I ask you wait, to? Wait, do what? I hear you. Do what? Are you, are you done? Are you still Can doing you- your bit? I'm sorry. Those were all the actors and actresses that were on episode. Sorry. Those were all the actors and actresses that were in season 11. Nope. God damn it. Those were all the actors and actresses on season 10, episode 24. Thank you. for. Did you prepare this bit? No, I did not. It's, it sounds like if you did, it's a very similar thing would happen. Okay. Can we get to the fucking headshots, please? So this in memoriam segment, I guess, I guess is a, uh, I guess is a reoccurring way that they end the season. Bill Paxton. I, I don't know what Laura, else to do with that. Laura Linney. Super crazy that we see Laura Linney. Keep going. Oh, I don't know. Bradley Whitford. Bradley Whitford. I forget about Bradley Whitford. This the is your whole thing. The guy that's in Sirens. You prepared all no. the actors 
but not the headshots when that's like oh. what this what's different about this episode? No, first of all, by preparing the actors, do you mean just I am be doing it? I mean, yes. yes. We mean I am be doing it. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, how did you I even don't... find the website? You don't even know how to spell it. What did I say? I am You said I am be you said I am BD. Oh. I don't hear I am BDing it over here. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, do you have any guess as to what these actor headshots are about? No, it's so fucking confused. So we know, obviously, we know Laura Linney's in the next season. We know we haven't seen any of the other people that have been in the headshots. I've I've yet to see Hillary Duff. I've yet to see Bradley Whitford. I don't know what's going on. I can tell that we're going to see it at the end of season nine. I, I don't know why. I don't know what's happening. And we can't tell you, obviously. Well, Brad. Did you like this episode? Yeah, thank you, Curtis. Thank you so much for asking. I appreciate that. Um, you're, a, you're a scholar. Um, I did actually like this episode. I thought it was good. I thought it was took some unexpected turns. I liked it more than um, other people did, I'm sure. I'm going to go with an A-. Well, now I want to know, are you rating this contextually, or are you rating this as like a single episode? Contextually. Is that okay. how you want me to do it? I don't know. It's up to you. I, I don't even know how I'm going to rate it yet. Fair enough. I, I liked the episode. I, I really did. It's in my top like three or four of the series what? so far. Seriously? I liked it. Yeah, I liked yeah, it. He gave it a, he, he was just trying not to say B+, so I think he accidentally said something too high, but it is confusing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I liked I'm it. very confused. Uh, I liked it. Yeah, I disagree. I'm, I'm excited, though, that we disagree again. Because... Wait, 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 time out, time out, time out. Curtis, what do you think of the show? <laughs> God forbid we have an organic conversation. We have to. All right. Uh, yeah, I thought this whole arc so far has been an exercise in mediocrity. Like, I, I this is like the third time in a row I'm ranking this episode 12. This time out of 25 episodes. It is and like literally all three of these episodes are right smack in the middle of the pack of episodes we've gotten. Like, they're not terrible. They're just really mediocre. Didn't think it was that good. And this is the best of them. Same thing I asked Brad. Are you doing this contextually? Or are you doing this as, as, as just on this episode on its own merits? No, no. I, I mean, I think on its own merits, I still felt like it, like every episode, regardless of whether it's related to another episode or not, I just, I do the eye test. I just compare it to each episode. And I'm like, it's better than that, better than that. Oh, it's not as good as that. And then I just stop. And that's where it well, ranks. Well, I think I do that too, but I, I think that I do, I am lowering this arc just because I hate the arc. Like, it's so annoying. It's, it makes no sense from the way that we're doing it. And, or if you were going the other direction, like, it's just disappointing. And I think that's, it's hurting its score for me. Mm. Even, like, I don't think the episode's a killer. I can't believe it's top four for you, Brad. I don't know what's going on over there. You I probably fell asleep in the middle. I liked <laughs> there's some, it. There's good bits. There's definitely some strong moments. But again, they fizzle it all so quickly. They don't let any of the good moments sit. There's a lot of confusing, weird stuff. I, I don't know. Like even the, that front bit with uh, sorry, what's Daphne's mom? Like they do the prank, and then in the same scene, they cut it out. They like we don't get to live for even one scene, thinking that the date is canceled or whatever they did. I forget. I forget exactly how it went. But a lot of like they undercut these stories a lot. I said earlier that it, it seemed to drag like I think seven minutes left in the 22 minute episode. And I was like, not excited, not like, Oh good. We're going to get some more juice. I was like, I got to do seven more minutes of this. <laughs> I also thought the big party scene was like, it was too heavy handed. I, yeah. I like Gil's thing, but the rest of it, I, you got what they were doing, but it wasn't that well executed. The show's done much better at, at moments like that. Yeah. So I'm giving it a, Five two, which is on the okay. lower end, but I think I've been more generous in the past. This one, th- th- do better, guys. This isn't how yeah. you end a season. I like just it. isn't. I don't know. Yeah, why. you have bad taste. You like restaurant cake. <laughs> this episode is the restaurant cake of Fraser. <laughs> it is the restaurant cake of Fraser. Only old people like Brad like it. It's not the worst episode. It def- like you will still eat it, but it's just oh like, yeah. This For the record, it, it can be so much better. I'm only a month older than you. Yeah, you're an old man. Yeah, but spiritually, you're a restaurant cake eater.
I talked in a previous episode about Paul B., the man who wrote hundreds of episode summaries of Frasier spinoff series that he just imagined on a message board. Paul uh, B.? The, yeah. The first one that he did was all about Roz as station manager of KCL. And since this is such a big Roz app, I thought it might be fun to read the pilot episode summary for the Roz spinoff. So this is the first one he wrote? As far as I know, this was not only the first one of Roz, but it was also just the first one he ever wrote. Yes. Oh, we have to be excited then. This this spawned 1,000 other episodes. This is huge. Like, that is not an exaggerated number. Just the Raw spinoff alone had over 700 episodes, and he wrote spinoffs for other, like, the, the Maris one we did before. So, yes. Incredible. I'm so excited. There's no way it's any good for, for a number <laughs> of reasons. But, like, you have to assume this won't be his best punch. But, man, I, just knowing what's going to become of this, another great one to do in reverse. Roz develops a reputation as a hard-ass after yelling at Noel on her first day running KACL. Worried that she can't be the employee's friend now that she is their boss, Roz plans a party for everyone at the station to show that she is still the same woman. When is she ever worried about yelling at Roz? What? Sorry, I think I read that wrong, actually. Yeah. No, when um, is she ever worried about yelling at herself? Well, actually, that would be crazy. I meant to when say does no. she care about? Yeah, she doesn't care about no. Yeah, and is she is she the other employee's friends? Her yelling at no is pre boss Roz. Like that's not a new trait for her. Yeah, she didn't seem close with these guys before either. So I mean, we'll see. Obviously, you can't. The way they behaved much, at but... her going away, how could she possibly be close to them? Yeah, the first thing she should do is fire those guys. Things inevitably go awry when an old-fashioned game of spin the bottle gets out of hand due to Bulldog's eagerness to kiss Roz, and Gil criticizes her snacks. What a fucking jump. Holy hell. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to throw the gang a party. Yeah, we're going to do spin the bottle at a work party. I can still be your friends. We can all still play spin the bottle like we do with coworkers. Could we get him on the show so we can ask him what in the world he was thinking? Well, isn't also isn't it like five dudes the work of the station and Roz? Like, what is this game of spin the bottle? Correct. <laughs> I mean, Gil's gonna join. He's gonna Gil's show gonna, up to that game. Gil will be thrilled. <laughs> Gil criticizes her snacks. I missed that bit. I got so thrown off by spin the bottle. Yeah, he criticizes her snacks, which is, I think, from what we've seen, that's fair. Uh, but I do think it's it's funny. Like she's in the middle of a spin the bottle game in which she has to kiss somebody she doesn't want to kiss. And the other really bad thing that's happening is somebody's (laughs) unhappy with the Doritos. Roz, no Cheetos? Come on. This is store-bought spinach dip. The next day, Roz is still being called a hard-ass, so she impulsively gives everyone the day off. None of, I'm sorry, none of that's Roz. Roz's not doing any of that. Yeah, I, first of all, I don't know how that works. How do you just give everybody the day off? It's a, a radio, radio show. Station. Does she just put on tapes of the other episodes? Well, she, well, hopefully she knows how. She gave everyone the day off. Crazy. However, the station owner is outraged with what she has done and forces her to take over all the shows for the day, including the newly reinstated Gonzo Sports Show, I mean, yeah, if you if you tell everyone they can have the day off, you would have to do that. I don't think that's an out-of-line move by the station manager, owner. I, th- Sorry. I think it is. I think if you're the owner of a radio station and every single staff member is gone, you go to your station manager and you don't say, well, <laughs> to punish you, you're going to have to do all the work today. No, you're going to say, <laughs> go get them back here. We There's an operation that needs to run. You can't do it by yourself. <laughs> Well, how did this guy even hear about it? Was he in the office? Like, what did he heard her say? You all have the day off, and was just like That's he probably fine. has his radio program, like show on. Like he just got his radio on, and it's like, why is it dead air? As Roz wrestles with difficult callers and subjects she knows nothing about, she begins to wonder whether her new career is as glamorous as she anticipated.
Well, if you don't give everyone the day off, it could be very different. I'll tell you that, Roz. Yeah, weird choice to basically start a Roz-centric spinoff on the assumption that she's a terrible manager and kind of an idiot. Well, an inconsistent manager. Very inconsistent. It hates being a hard ass. Which, again, I don't think we... The Roz we've seen for a season and an episode, not afraid to be a hard ass. Kind of relishes it. All right, so we got. I think we have to tackle this from a couple of standpoints. So, do we? Do we all agree this does? This isn't the Roz we know. Something has happened to her between seasons. Correct. It's a different Roz. This is not the Roz we know. Or do, you, or do you think this is an alternate reality Roz? I mean, that's just true. That's just what's happening. That's what we're doing. <laughs> oh, we can we can imagine this is a continuation of the show, or we can imagine it's canons. That, yeah, we can oh, imagine. Man. All right, and then the second question is: Would you guys watch this show? Would you like to see it? I would like to see it just purely to see how they pull this up. Because, like, the the summary reads insane. It's a crazy, (laughs) crazy summary. But I want to see that game of spin the bottle. Where are they doing that? How is it, like, I want to see how they block the scene. Yeah, yeah, I think we'd be mad with watching it, but I'd be, I, you want to see it. You got to see it. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I want them to make this. Like, come on. I'm not turning away from from a game of spin the bottle. I do think we would lambast it, but we, it's must watch TV. Well, we may never get to see a live action version of this, but Ryan, why don't you tell us what we can expect next week when we cover the previous episode? It's season ten, episode twenty three, analyzed kiss part one. All right, let's handle the easy stuff. Let's get the easy stuff out of the way. Fraser and Julia kiss. I think we can all agree that's going to happen. First kiss? First kiss. Yes. Oh, that's a good question. I do believe this is first kiss based on just the title name. I've analyzed it. <laughs> or is this a five-part episode and they kissed in the episode 22 and episode 23 is him overanalyzing the kiss? I, that's a very in play. That's extremely in play. <laughs> I, I think every time I predict Julia's last episode is the previous one, it it just is going to keep pushing it out how long we get her. I don't know if that's good or bad, but I, I'm shocked how long this one's gone and how long it's probably going to go. Yeah. I don't I don't think the next episode will be her first episode. Okay. Uh, Ross quits, obviously. I Again, I say obviously. Could also have happened two episodes before. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck knows? Yeah. Uh, Daphne's mom gets on Niall's last nerve when she spills wine on his best going out suit. The version of him we see this episode doesn't see like somebody who is recently really annoyed with her. Unless oh, you think I they're going to make up at the end of the episode. Oh, I disagree. I think that they're, I think we're on our last straw. I think that's why they kick her out. It's not just because they want a kid. They were they were ready to get rid of her anyway. Right, but Daphne is the one that's ready to get rid of her. Niles seems almost willing to entertain the idea of keeping her around. That's just because he's nervous. Maybe the way it resolves is he's mad at her, and then she just intimidates him into letting it go. And so maybe he's just scared of her. Well, I, got, I guess the second prediction might help. Daphne's mom gets on Daphne's last nerve when she implies she's getting fat. So I think she really pisses off both of them. More foreshadowing for the baby. <laughs> True. And that weird episode where, where Daphne's worried about getting fat in her dreams. Mm. Julia says Roz's clothes look great for being a businessman in the 80s. I think that's the thing that's going to really tear off. You're really getting super specific on this one today. Do you think that's specific? Niles will get his hand caught in a literal cookie jar. He's got two plots in this episode? Uh, yes. <laughs> because Ryan really thought through this one. Old man Marty will forget where he is and think he's back on the gridiron. Thinking Niles' cookie jar is a football, he will proceed to tackle him. You could have just done that as one uh, thing. You have to separate that one. I had to explain why his hand was... Uh, oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> well, I'm working on it. No reason to separate those two. If any of that happens, we'll be here to talk about it on the next episode. Thanks, Kevin McLeod, for our theme music, and thank you for listening. Probably for the best if you don't spread the word on the ticks and the talks and the us and the tubes. Uh, it's Reverse Psych Pod if you want to. ReversePsychPod at gmail.com if you want to send us any direct message for myself, for Ryan, for Bradley Kirkston. Good time of a day. We got a new guy. I'm trying to talk more at the end of episodes because I just suddenly stopped talking apparently. I don't think you said that robotically.
I'm robot trying Brad. to. I hear you shutting down as you said it. Robot Brad only has so much energy. Robot Brad. <laughs> I like Robot Brad. Robot Why Brad. is Robot Brad on double A's? That's what I want to know. <laughs> robot, Bra- robot Brad. Robot Brad. Robot Brad. <laughs> oh, this one's a mess again, isn't it? This is. And I, I feel like usually it's a mess, but it, it's funny. I don't think we're that funny in this episode, to be completely honest with you. Right, well, we, we still have, we, we still have this rain have another hour, so we're off tonight. This is going to be a two-hour record and a 30-minute episode. It's not going to be a two-hour record. It's definitely going to be a 30-minute episode, though. <laughs> yes. I'm going to feel bad for Curtis when he edits this one. Oh, it'll be fine. I might just, I might just not. I might just put it up <laughs> unedited. This one, we did this one for Steen. What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck uh, was that? That's not me. That was not uh, me. That I, was not me. I, that was probably me. Yes. <laughs> do we need like a, a recess? Do we need like 10 minutes? <laughs> no. Because if we stop, I don't think I'm coming back. All right, we got All this. Right. You, right, you can't expect an interactive bit. Uh, at the end of the episode, when I'm the only one still breathing. Well, guess what? Brad might be here, but you know who is here? Robot Brad. I'm Robot Brad, and I'm ready to hear the last prediction. I was hoping, I was for, hoping, for, yeah, I was hoping for Bradway, too. Also, I love that you said you wanted a quick record, and we're like, let's just take forever talking about absolutely nothing. We, we, decided, we, we decided not to have a plan for the opening conversation, <laughs> and it worked swimmingly. <laughs> Uh, that was your choice. I'm just going to remind you. 